G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, there appears to be some long overdue reaction from companies to the payment of halal certification fees in Australia. Companies like Kellogg's and Sanitarium and Nestle have quietly stopped paying halal certification fees after some public concerns about the money funding Islamic activities. Kira Lee Smith is the founder of Halal Choices and a long-time advocate on the challenges of Australian businesses paying for halal certification. Kira Lee ran as a Senate candidate in last year's federal election. Now she is a member of Cory Bernardi's Australian Conservatives. Kira Lee's joining us for an update on the latest. Hello, Kira Lee. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you very much, Neil. And Kiralee, I should just say to listeners, uh, you're battling a little bit of a, a troubled throat at the moment, so we'll put up with uh, whatever we have to if we uh, if we come across a, a patch where your voice is not so good as usual. Let's talk about the biggest companies that have uh, had some sort of reaction, declared that their products are fit for Muslims to eat and they don't need certification. Uh, which companies are the ones we're talking about? Yes, well, this actually happened over a year ago, Neil, when... Uh Nestle decided to stop paying halal fees <clears throat> on their chocolates. But it should be noted they're still paying halal fees on many other products. Uh, Kellogg's followed with, uh, they stopped paying halal fees on their breakfast cereals that were made here in Australia. And Sanitarium dropped all halal fees. And it was sensible. It's not necessary. None of those products um, have to change in any way, shape or form. They're naturally halal. So paying fees, to state the obvious, is just it doesn't make good business sense. Okay, uh, paying fees on some products that one company might produce and not on others, uh, that indicates that the halal is all about uh, particular regulations within Islam uh, that people are uh, paying for. But have companies been paying for a whole lot of different areas where they uh, don't need to pay these things? Or, in fact, I know you're going to say companies don't need to pay any fees at all. I am going to say that, Neil. Um, they don't need to. It's a very recent innovation and it is completely unnecessary. Most consumers can read the labels and the very curious thing is often it's not even marked on the labels. So they're paying halal fees, uh, but they're not letting anyone know anyway. So whether it's Muslims or non-Muslims, the choice just isn't, it's simply not there. Uh, just remind listeners, uh, the idea of this halal certification fee, I know that you've talked about this so many times, this is like a tax that's being imposed by the Islamic community on ordinary Australians and uh, there's some reaction to that. Uh, remind us all about the halal fee controversy. Well, that's right. Halal fees go to the halal certifiers and often it's quite exorbitant, but it's always or very often, <coughs> sorry, with, um, without consumer knowledge or consent. And those profits are then going to the promotion of Sharia through the funding of Islamic schools, Islamic charities and mosques. And the consumer has the right to know where that money is going and a right to uh, reject those products if they don't want to fund those practices. 
And while you're walking down the aisle at the supermarket, you're not thinking of funding for Islamic schools and building new mosques around the country and the religious activities that go on in Islam. And so for Christian believers uh, who might be wandering down their supermarket aisle, they're not thinking about these things, but, uh, but if they were thinking a little bit more deeply, they would certainly have a reaction and say, well, hang on a second, uh, some of those things don't sound like a good future for our nation. Absolutely. And if the symbols and the products were clearly marked, I think that there would be a lot more consumer outrage and backlash and they would let the companies know about it. And so the 2015 Senate recommendations were that all products would be clearly labelled. Now, for whatever reason, the current government is refusing to accept those bipartisan recommendations, which totally disregards the consumer. And, if you know, there are a lot of people still very upset about this. Kira Lee, let me just bring to your attention for your comment the idea that when people are paying these halal taxes, these certification fees, that somehow or other it is opening to them export opportunities into Islamic countries like Indonesia and Malaysia. Is that a relevant thing that, uh, that, that would give some sort of reason for companies to pay this halal tax? Look, it's, it's possible with some items, Neil. Um, however, what's happening is there's a lot of profiteering, price gouging and racketeering going on. So um, the Senate recommendations were that uh, we greatly reduce the number of halal certifiers, put a cap on so that it's just price recovery, and it really is only on those items that do require it. And what about the issues of where the halal certification money is spent? I know you've got concerns about how secretive uh, these companies are that are collecting the tax. Um, yes, I am. Look, some of them are very open about it and, and openly state on their website uh, which particular mosque or Islamic school or Islamic charity that it's going to. But then there's a lot of questions, particularly when that money goes overseas. Uh, we know that it ends up in Indonesia with certain mosques or, uh, you know, perhaps in Saudi Arabia. And, and there's a lot of questions that we would then have of how is that money being used? Because we know that uh, Islamic... Um, behaviours and attitudes toward the West in those countries is well less than desirable. And, you know, uh, all honour to you because you're out there alerting people, uh, arousing people's understanding that there is something that ought not to be happening in Australia, but it is. And there is some sense in which those who collect the halal certification fees uh, actually, in some sense, are thankful to people like yourself uh, because they're saying that gives great publicity to the idea of halal certification and therefore they feel as though they're actually flourishing because of it. But uh, I guess it's one of those things uh, you've got to actually raise the issue so that people understand what's happening, even if there are going to be some who are perhaps not so strong-minded who are going to simply go along and pay the tax. Well, I don't see the evidence for that, Neil. There's some claims out there, such as what you just said, but there's actually no evidence to support that. The evidence says that major companies like Kellogg's, Sanitarium and Nestle have completely reassessed their necessity to pay these fees and they've stopped doing it. So I think that is a victory for Australian consumers and I believe, uh, well, there are more companies that have done so and will continue to do so. And Kerry Lee, I won't keep you too long. Your voice is under a bit of pressure here. But Aussie companies that are caught up in paying these halal fees, uh, are there still a huge number of companies that are, are saying, no, we won't pay them? Or is, or is it the case that most companies are getting sucked in and they're just paying it and hoping that nobody really sort of asks any questions about it? 
Well, I've actually got some people who have joined me now to start researching this and uh, to update the list to uh, contact the companies because it hasn't been done in about a year. So it will be interesting to see what the results of that is and it will be on my website, halalchoices.com.au, in the coming months because uh, yeah, I, I don't have the evidence either way at the moment, Neil, but we are doing that research and I'll let you know shortly. And, of course, Australian Conservatives under Corey Bernardi's leadership and you're a part of the team now, uh, you've got a firm policy on this issue of halal certification, but what about other parties and political attitudes? Are they changing? Is there an apathy to this issue? How do you gauge the political climate in Australia for actually taking a stance against this? Well, look, there are um, particularly members of other political parties that have stood up, such as George Christensen with the Nationals. Um, my local member, David Gillespie, is also with the Nationals. Uh, we have, of course, Fred Nile, who's been an incredible champion here in New South Wales with the Christian Democratic Party and, and his partner, Paul Green, in the Senate. Um, <clears throat> of course, Pauline Hanson has spoken out about these things um, and other minor parties, Australian Liberty Alliance, of course. So there are a number of parties that um, have taken up this platform and of making it something, uh, shining a spotlight on the issue. So I welcome that and think that's absolutely fantastic. And as you say, Kira Lee Smith, when people pay the halal certification fees, uh, like a tax from Islam, uh, the money is being gathered and is being spent, perhaps in a secretive way, but you know that it is going to the funding of Islamic schools and mosques and religious activities. And in so doing, you draw the conclusion that that will be a supporting mechanism for what may be ahead of us, uh, the idea of an introduction of some form of Sharia law, and uh, so it ought to be a concern for every individual. Kiralee Smith, now a member of Cory Bernardi's Australian Conservatives. Kiralee, thanks so much for taking some time to share your thoughts with us today on 2020. Thank you for having me, Neil. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.